0: It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie.
1: What's happening? How you doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington. Broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios, beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If this is your first time listening to this show, basically, I'm here every week to give you a break from all of the Power Five propaganda out there on mainstream sports media and talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. Had a nice little break over the weekend. I hope you guys did, too. Got to enjoy some football without the stress and pressure. But uh, that changes this week. We're about to hit the home stretch. Now, there's a couple of ways for you to listen to this show. We just expanded on this. This show is now being simulcast not only On the score, 1400 AM in Hattiesburg, but also on News Radio 98.1 in Hattiesburg. So two ways to listen to it. Now with that, you'll now have options for streaming on the WMXI website, WMXI.com, or the WMXI News Radio mobile app. So check those out if you want to listen live. Also, I will be recording all of these episodes they are will be up on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play as well. So be sure you go, subscribe, give us a like and whatnot, show us some love, and uh, go back and listen to all the episodes that I've got up. I went back and took some old interviews that I did with players like Mike Thomas, Jalen Richard, Todd Pinkston, Jeremy Bridges. We've got some great ones out there for you to check out and enjoy and just get pumped up for uh, Homecoming Week. we got a great guest today. Uh, we got uh, my, my good buddy, Lanny Mixon, is in the house. What's going on, Lanny?
2: Jamie, doing well, buddy.
1: And we have got the Associate Athletics Director of Marketing and Communications, Kyle George, is here. How you doing, Kyle? Doing great.
0: Thanks for having me tonight.
1: Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh Brent Jones was not available, so we had to <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, so you're saying you're scraping the low end of the bail here?
1: <laughs> no, we uh Brent can stay at uh, at home. I'm sure he's out mowing the lawn or something as, as he's uh, want to do. Um well, you know, before we get into everything, we're going to get into a, a lot of the happenings of this week in the next segment. But right now, you know, I mentioned you the associate athletics director of marketing and communications. Congratulations on the promotion there. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, well deserved. You do You do a great you, job. You. And um, I appreciate you helping me out when I've needed help in the past. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I'm here for get a chance to help out all Golden Eagle Nation.
1: Uh, the Sklar brothers, they enjoyed their swag. So thank you. Uh, thank you for all of that. Well, got a busy week right now. Um, the first event uh, that I'm aware of will be coming up this Thursday night Trick or Treat at the Pete from uh, 5 30 to 7
0: p.m. We're excited about that one. It's our fourth annual trick or treat at the Pete. Um, started off with Coach Barry. He came and said, Hey, I want to do something fun for kids when it comes to Halloween. There's so many things taking place when it comes to trick or treating, but something fun and safe for kids to come out and enjoy. And we came up with the idea of let's, let's have trick or treating at Pete Taylor Park. Um, started involving the softball team with well, this as well, too. So the, the fun thing is that, our student athletes they're all dressed up in their costumes they have a great time out there all kids of all ages get a chance to come out and be a part of this exciting event tons of candy out there carnival games uh, we got free drinks from Hattiesburg Coca-Cola uh, we'll have Bops and Kona Ice out there as well too so I also have a uh, costume contest you know I gotta figure out what I'm gonna wear for it myself uh, but our baseball and softball teams they'll all be dressed up for it and uh, kids of all ages get a chance to enter into the costume contest taking place this upcoming Thursday as well
1: I got some sweatpants you want to go as Doc Sadler?
0: <laughs> I was really thinking about going as Lanny Mixon. How do I dress as Lanny Mixon for it?
2: You're going to need a lot of padding.
0: <laughs> I was
1: thinking. I just bought a, uh, I just bought a um, light blue polo the other day at the Nike outlet, and I was like, I could go as Larry Fedora and just get me some Red Bull <laughs> and uh, have the out visor ready to up, go. For it. Visor ready to go. I need some. I need some mirrored Oakleys to really pull it off.
2: And that polo is going to have to be at least two sizes too small to get the full
1: effect. <laughs> and I've got to do some push-ups. I've got to do some major push-ups and sit-ups to pull it. I don't think uh, I don't think Larry's got the uh, gut action going like like as much as I do. But um, yeah, that's a great event. How many you've been in this what? 5
0: years? This would be our fourth year for doing uh, Trick or Treat of the Pete. It started off trying to do it around one of our baseball fall games, and we had a good time with that. But then we realized the student athletes didn't really have a chance to be involved with the kids as much. Uh, so we shifted gears with it, and that's how we had our current format now. And it's really worked out well. You know, our student athletes do a fantastic job with this, and that's the reason all the kids want to come out there. They don't want to see Kyle George, they want to see the student athletes that we had there, you know, the Dylan Burdos. Uh, the Jillian Johnsons from our softball team Those are the ones that do a great job of interacting with the kids As part of Trick or Treat the Pete And again, that's this Thursday, 5.30 to 7 at Pete Taylor Park Free admission uh, Tons of candy and games out there for it
1: Very cool Well, you
0: guys stick around
1: We're going to be back after the break More talk with Kyle George We're going to be discussing all of the happenings this week For the homecoming game against the Marshall Thundering Herd We'll be right back with more To the Top Talk Back with Kyle George, associate athletic director in charge of marketing and communications. We're going to talk about homecoming week here at Southern Miss as they take on the Marshall Thundering Herd. Kyle, what is the uh, what has the mood been like on campus this week?
0: Very exciting. You know, I had a chance to go by um, Regreen Coliseum last night. I had one of the first student events. It was called "Bring It On Eagle Style," and it's a giant dance competition amongst the uh, students. But it was fantastic atmosphere um it was fun for me to get a chance to talk to him about how we need them at the rock this saturday but everybody's really excited because the team's been gone for about a month now it seems like when it comes to being on the road everybody's really excited to see his team back at the rock again and you can't beat a saturday night at the rock it's just one of the best atmospheres there is in college football especially with homecoming taking place this week
1: and i think this is the last saturday night at the rock this year
0: Potentially, we could still very well Saturday night. Yes, Friday. We don't know exactly what that November 25th game it could be a night game. Just depends on how things play out with uh, ESPN for the family networks there. Oh, Um, cool. So that game, November 25th, we don't have a game time for it quite yet uh when it comes to playing louisiana tech but not to look too far down the road there but these last five games there uh one of the things that's really pivotal for us right now is that we we control our destiny in conference usa and we got a chance to go out and win these games and as coach hobson always says you got to take a one game at a time Uh, but we could go out like how we did last year and win those last five games to win the west division and move on to the conference usa championship game
1: absolutely and we need we need a packed house the next two weeks for sure against, uh, Marshall and then against Charlotte. We get the next two games at home. So certainly crucial that we, we're successful in those games, uh, as far as the postseason aspirations go. Well, let's talk a little bit about homecoming week. We talked about trick or treat at the Pete. Uh, it get, k- gets kicked off on, uh, Friday with the Friday football luncheon at Mugshots from at, from 11.30 to 1 p.m.
0: Yeah, it's always a fun time for us. We have a ton of fans come out there for us, take over all of Mugshots, basically, and get a chance to hear from our coaches about the uh, the ins and outs of the game, get a chance to look back at the last week's game as well, too, uh, which in this case, we'll be talking a little bit more about the bye week and how the guys have been leading up to the game against Marshall. Um, it's 11.30 to 1 o'clock at Mugshots Grill and Bar here in Hattiesburg. And then that evening, too, is uh, Friday night at the Fountain. This is open to all fans to come out and be a part of. 7 o'clock uh that centennial lawn there you'll have um members of the football team will be on hand for this pep rally there you'll have the entire pride of mississippi the cheerleaders southern Misses dance team all different groups from organizations on campus will be part of this as well uh, but it's gonna be a fun time out there beginning at seven o'clock again it's free admission for this and they'll have live musical acts after that as well too so pep rally free concert you can't beat it when it comes to being friday night at the fountain this upcoming friday
1: and for the fans out there who would would like to know more about all the homecoming festivities, i got to tell you, they set up a website, southernmiss.com slash homecoming. You can get the schedule of everything that's going to be happening, all, happening and going on, all of the festivities. Uh, uh, there's way more than what we've got listed that we're going to talk about today, <laughs> um, but go, go and check that out. Uh, then Saturday morning, uh, homecoming day kicks off, 11 a.m. with the homecoming parade.
0: And that's always an exciting one, too, to get a chance to celebrate homecoming when it comes to the... Um the homecoming parade there again, 11 a.m. starts at Midtown market right there next to Starbucks, makes its way down Hardy street. Uh, we'll wrap up on campus there. So it's a great chance to come out, see all the, uh, floats get a chance to see everybody that's involved with the homecoming parade, the homecoming court. Um, so about 11 to noon will be the overall time frame when it comes to the uh, homecoming parade there for us. We've also got a ton of things taking place on campus. We have a youth cheer clinic taking place for kids, uh, ages four through eighth grade, Um, we got registration going on right now for us. If you need more information, again, com backslash homecoming has all the information right there for you. That'll be 1 to 3 p.m. in the uh, pain center. And another thing too, you know, we're here with Halloween going on right now. We have the Seymour Spectacular Halloween Carnival taking place from two to four thirty p.m. on Pride Field, and we're kind of carrying this over from last year. You know, last year we had that Halloween game, or just so happened to fall on Halloween Day last year. We took on UTEP. Uh, We brought this Halloween Carnival to capitalize and had a great chance to, you know, have everybody come out and enjoy Halloween with this. So being the 29th, right there around Halloween time, there we're doing the Halloween Carnival once again on Pride Field. Free admission for this again. I've got candy galore out there for it. So come on out, get some great candy. Again, Kona Ice, Bops, they'll all be out there. Hattiesburg Coca-Cola will be here too. Uh, We'll have pumpkins for our first 300 children in attendance for this. I've got a swinging pirate ship, um, which the kids loved this thing last year. We have a trackless train as well too. And again, all this is free. So come out, bring the entire family out prior to the game this Saturday. Oh, my goodness.
1: I wasn't aware of all that. Well, (laughs) good times. Um, Then 4 o'clock. Always two hours before kickoff, you have Eagle Walk. And, and and I bring up Eagle Walk because it seems like the crowds this season have been way bigger than
0: they have been in the past few years. They certainly have. You know, I think one thing that Coach Hobson has talked about too is that our team feeds off that energy. You know, it's one when you go on the road, it's kind of hard to build that energy when you're not in front of your home fans there. Uh, but getting the chance to to be there in front of your fans and see this support and appreciation they have for you guys. When our guys walk through Eagle Walk, it just gets them going. And that's, you know, two hours before kickoff every single home game. Um, one of the things too I think our fans have really enjoyed seeing again this year is that Coach Hobson brought back the Blazers as well too. I know, speaking to Coach Bauer and his wife as well about that. That was one that they were very excited to see that. I know a lot of our fans were excited to see that tradition come back this year as well.
1: They look sharp and I like the tie. The variations on the ties. Everybody has a different tie. You get a tie, lot of variations
0: you know? on ties. I see some guys rocking the bow tie out there yeah. with suspenders. Other ones might have the black and gold tie. You might get some other colors that just don't quite necessarily go with the blazer but hey, each guy showing their personality there.
1: Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, And then it, of course at 6 o'clock uh, Saturday night, October the 29th, Southern Miss versus Marshall at the Rock. It's coming at a pivotal time for the Golden Eagles. And Marshall's do. We owe them. They beat us the past five times we've played.
0: Yeah, that's uh, one that, you know, looking at this game, this is one we certainly circle on the schedule when you look at it because Marshall's always one of those tough opponents to play. doesn't matter what the record says or what their um, overall yards per game or anything like that is. This is a tough team, and you talking to our football coaching staff as well, they're looking at this as this is a a big, big game for us. we got to come in, got to be prepared for us because Marshall's got some playmakers out there, Um, but we've certainly got some great playmakers of our own when it comes to both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. Um, really need to go out and execute well though When it comes to this game And our fans will be a big difference for us though If they get a chance to pack the Rock this Saturday Six o'clock kickoff You know it's homecoming Everything else that goes along with that It's going to be an emotional night at the Rock And we can't wait to get this game kicked off
1: Doc Holiday, I'm your Huckleberry I think that's what Jay Hobson should just walk up like, <laughs> <laughs> before, the, before the game starts Throw that one out there um, Everybody that's in the vicinity If you can get out to the Rock You need to come out to the Rock But to the top talk it's not only nationwide, it's worldwide. We've picked up listeners around the world. And I don't know if they're just people um, spam or if they're in the military or what. But uh, for, the, for the fans that can't make it out to the game, check your local listings. It will be on the American Sports Network. Well, you mentioned something to me during the break. This is a, a, it could be a huge game for Nick Mullins for a number of reasons. Uh, he has the chance to set a few career records here at Southern Miss in passing yards and touchdowns. Is that something that you guys are keeping a, keeping an eye on?
0: Certainly keeping an eye on this because Nick Mullins has had, as we all know, a fantastic career. When you have the chance to break these type of records here, you're talking about two of the most important school records when it comes to the passing yards and uh, touchdowns. He has a chance to pass both of those uh, records this upcoming game here. But when you look at the other names on that list, you have guys like uh, Dustin Allman, uh, Lee Roberts, Austin Davis, and just so happens to be one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, number four, Brett Favre. So, I mean, you've got some fantastic quarterbacks that are on that list there. Um, some some very rarefied air that Nick Mullins could join and pass um, in the record books this upcoming Saturday. So he's only about 136 yards away from breaking the school's career passing record uh, when it comes to yardage. He needs five touchdowns, which that would obviously be a very big game there for him, but he needs five touchdowns to pass the uh, touchdown passing remark as well. So um, anybody who's come in touch with Nick Mullins these past four years, we all know he's a fantastic student athlete, the great representation uh, for the University of Southern Mississippi, but he's done so well on the field as well. Too, that we got a chance to see some great history taking place potentially this Saturday at The Rock.
1: As well as Nick has done on the field and, and off the field, the, the, uh, his singing voice is quite horrible. He, had, <laughs> <laughs> he did the karaoke with the players at the media, at the Conference USA media days. This he year. did, he did. Uh, I had to dog him a little bit on that, but uh, yeah, Nick Nick uh, is the epitome of a, a Southern Miss Golden Eagle.
0: He's, he really is, and his teammates, his coaches, nobody... Can ever say a bad thing about Nick? Because everybody loves the guy. He's been a fantastic representation for us since day one when he stepped on campus. Um, we got a lot of great players around him as well too, and he'll he'll be the first to tell you that it all starts with that offensive line there for him. He's got Cameron Tom, who has been a uh, four-year starter for us here. He's got a chance to potentially win the Remington Award this year for the top uh, center in the country. So we've had some great uh, talented guys on that roster.
1: Um, Lenny, maybe you can ch- chime in on this a little bit. You were the um... Media Day the other day, uh, or the press conferences. uh, Jay Hobson said that um, Nick was close to 100%. Is that right?
2: Yeah, and, you know, talk about Nick Mullins. uh, You know, I've always known that Nick Mullins is a pretty tough guy. You know, early in his career, he absolutely just got pounded over and over uh, by an offensive line that they were trying to rework. And, um, you know, he took some shots, and he got pounded week in and week out. And we knew he was a pretty tough kid. But when you go and see what he did um, uh, in that UTSA game, dislocates a thumb, it's poking out through the, you know, it's poking out through the skin, goes to the sideline, they pop it back in place, stitch it up on the sideline, and he misses four plays, Jamie. Yeah. Four plays, and um, you know that, that just kind of kind of shows you what kind of guy you've got in a Nick Mullins, fantastic athlete, great representation um, of Southern Miss. And uh, it's nice to see him uh, being recognized along with the rest of this Golden Eagle team.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, something else to throw out there: we were checking during the break. The weather looks like it's going to be fantastic. We're looking at a temperature, I guess, in the in the uh, what the eighties.
0: Looks like the highs gonna be in the 80s there, possibly 70s range there for you, but right around kickoff you're getting down to the 50s there. So it's uh it's looking like it's gonna be fantastic football weather for us on this upcoming Saturday.
1: Absolutely, fantastic football weather. It's been a long time coming. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like showing up in the shorts and the t-shirt, but it just doesn't feel like it's really football until you you get you get a little uh, uh cold in the air. Um. Also, we mentioned this on the in the last hour, but uh, Carter's Jewelers has a promotion. If Southern Miss scores 42 points against Marshall, all of the purchases that uh, people have made over the past few weeks, and you still have time to go over there and get you a Rolex watch or whatnot, but uh, they, they put their money where their mouth is. And if Golden Eagles uh, put up the points, they're going to have to shell out the dough. It's going to be fun to see how that plays out.
2: You know, Jamie, for years um – we who who follow Southern Miss have, have really wanted local businesses here in the Pine Belt to step up and support Southern Miss, and what Carter's Jewelry has done with these promotions the last couple of years has been just absolutely phenomenal.
1: Oh, absolutely! It's, it's been a lot of fun to watch, and uh, you know, I hope I hope they have to foot the bill. Hopefully, they have to put the bill this week. Um, another thing from the press conference the other day, uh, they talked about the defense was watching uh, videos. Together now, you know, usually they'll break up into the different positions, watch videos. Uh, now they're watching them as a group to kind of uh, let each other know what the responsibilities
2: are with their teammates. You know, Jamie. As much as anything else, I think what, what they're what they're getting at with that, and what they're accomplishing with that, is just getting everybody on the same page. This is Golden Eagle team that this defense has been kind of tough to figure out. At times, they look like one of the best groups in in the country, and then at other times, um, they've really struggled. But by, by making some of these moves, I, I think Coach, uh, Coach Hobson and Coach Pecoraro are, are getting everybody on the same page. And I'm expecting a, a I'm expecting a, a Golden Eagle defense that, that is, that's pretty focused this week. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know, hopefully we get the, get the adjustments made. Uh, definitely to
1: stop the big play that we've talked about. Well, like I said, our guest today has been Kyle George. Kyle, uh, any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there?
0: The biggest thing is just we need everybody at The Rock this Saturday, and we keep... Um, pushing everything out on social media about just how special homecoming is and the, what, what makes it special is that our fans all come back for this whether it's your your young fans they're getting a chance to learn about the black and gold and growing up gold as we were talking about earlier with all of our different kids events or those that are currently in school at the University of Southern Mississippi or those that have been graduates for several years it's a unique opportunity and the thing that brings everybody together is the school itself there and get a chance to come back to, to share their memories and get a chance to be a part of all that is so special about homecoming at the Rock and it's a it's a huge game for us, though, too. I mean, each game from here on out, like we mentioned, too, next Saturday as well, too, against uh, Charlotte. It's a uh, November 5th game, 2.30 p.m. kickoff for military appreciation game for us there as well, too. So a lot of big things coming up here for us. And if you're in the area tomorrow as well, too, on Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 12, 12, 12.15, Regreen Green Coliseum, we're having our basketball media day and fan day for fans to come on out there. First 100 fans also get a chance to get a free meal at Regreen Green Coliseum. Meet Coach Sadler, Coach McNellis, and their teams as well.
1: You mentioned the free meal. Well, well, you've got a, a, a concession stand for me this weekend. <laughs> what what you, got, what you breaking
0: out for us? Well, our premium food item this game, it's always going to be something that's got a little bit high cholesterol is what I seem to be doing this year. Uh, but we have a bacon-wrapped chili cheese hot dog coming up for this Saturday's homecoming game. So the actual hot dog itself is wrapped in bacon, covered in chili and cheese there. Um, if you can find something better than that, tell me, because I'd love to see hear if there's something else better than that out there.
1: All uh, right you gonna have to give away some prolosec with that or anything
0: <laughs> we'll get them to the sponsor of the game here for us
1: <laughs> well Kyle thank you so much for joining us man really appreciate you coming in to talk about homecoming with us this week you guys make sure you have plans to come out there get your ticket go ahead and get your tickets we need to pack the house for these golden eagles We'll be right back after the break with more To the Top Talk right here on The Score, 1400 AM and News Radio 98.1 in Hattiesburg. All right, we are back. With more to the top
2: talk. I'm sitting here with my man, Lanny Mixon. We got a little, uh, little, little text message shout out there, man. Yeah, man. Need to give a big shout out to a, to, a, a great friend of mine, somebody that, uh, that, uh, that I've been friends with for a long, long time, a, a golden eagle great of the past. Former Southern Miss offensive lineman Jeremy Parkhead is listening down in New Orleans tonight, and uh, he sh- uh, sent us a text message. He's going to be back in town this weekend for the big homecoming game, and uh, he's going to be a guest with us. Uh, we hadn't finalized it yet, but he's either going to be on uh, the uh, the Pineville Sports Drive with us either Friday evening or Saturday morning. So we're we're excited about that, and, and a big shout out to uh, to Jeremy. One of the best offensive linemen to come through Southern Miss in the last 20 years. And definitely one of the biggest. My goodness. And uh, that is uh, that is Reverend Jeremy Parkett now, the who minister has, who, yes. who has uh, uh, surrendered to the ministry a few years ago, and uh, uh, preaches and uh, works as an evangelist all across New Orleans and Louisiana, and, and travels quite extensively as well. So uh, always a uh, good to have a uh, good to have folks like Jeremy uh, back in Hattiesburg.
1: Really hope really hope to see him this weekend. I really hope he's not sitting in front of me. No kidding, because no <laughs> kid, you won't see the game. I won't see the game. Speaking of which, um, if you listen to some of the interim episodes of To of the Top Talk when I was in, in transition to move over here to 1400, at the last game we chronicled the the Rice game, went through, interviewed people throughout the day. And, and one of the storylines from that game, at least from that podcast episode, was there was a man sitting behind me who looked like Mr. Garrison from South Park and okay it's it's, (laughs) exactly i mean the game i'm not even kidding the game hadn't even started yet and he's telling me to sit down and i'm there with my crew i'm there with the with the black ops black ops golden eagle tailgate legend jason bailey sits right behind me you got kirk overby who's a massive you know just a beefy guy and uh yeah they they everybody just turned on this guy and i was sitting there going like man you know Stand up for the Golden Eagles. So I I made a hashtag, stand up for the Golden Eagles. It's in effect this weekend. If you tag us on Twitter at to the top talk with the hashtag, stand up for the Eagles, we'll give you a retweet. We'll give you a shout out. So, so do that. Stand up, have fun, show some enthusiasm for this football team. Um, I I think it's going to be a great game on Saturday. Also, uh, I'm, I'm going to, I may try to, try to chronicle this weekend as well. We'll see how it goes. It didn't work out at LSU, but, uh, being here at home, Maybe I can make that make that happen. Um, let's talk a little bit about Conference USA last week because there were some pivotal games that went down um, as far as the, the conference race is going to shake out. Let's talk about the, the first game our opponent, the, for the next two weekends. Uh, Charlotte defeated Marshall 27-24.
2: Stunning. Stunning to me uh, for a couple reasons. Um, Charlotte, from a pure talent level, Charlotte's not on the same level as Marshall. For Marshall to lose that game to Charlotte and to lose it at home was pretty surprising to me, Jamie. I'll tell you, I I think, uh, I think I I picked, I picked Marshall to win the East. Yeah. A preseason. I picked Marshall to win the East. The talent is there. The experience is there. What's going on with them? I don't know, but you know, it's kind of like Shannon Dawson said in the, uh, in the presser on Monday. For some odd reason, everybody seems to figure it out about the time they play Southern Miss. Right. So this is, you know, despite the record that Marshall has coming in, despite the fact that they lost to Charlotte at home last weekend, this is a talented Marshall team. They haven't, they have the talent to win. Um, conference USA and hopefully they won't get it figured out for at least another week
1: <laughs> well a couple of other games that were pretty uh, were interesting we had the Conference USA won all three of their out of conference games the first one the kind of uh, one of the surprise teams in
2: Conference USA this year North Texas defeated Army mm-hmm. 35, 35 to 18 that was if you'd have made me if you'd have put a gun in my head and made me pick that game I, I'd have said Army wins that game by four touchdowns after what they did to um, you know after what they did to um, to UTEP earlier in the season, the way they played, looks like the best Army team in, in probably a decade. Uh, North Texas took care of business. They took care of some, some uncharacteristic uh, play by Army in the turnover department, and they got the job done, and, and they put a feather in their cap for, for uh, Conference USA.
1: And that's a game coming up for us in a few weeks. We play mm-hmm. up there at
2: North Texas. It's a game that you know
1: before the season you probably would have just chalked it up as a win, and, and hopefully we can still do that. But I think they're going to be a little more of a challenge than we anticipated. There's no question about that. Uh, the other game, well, we had two other games. Rice defeated Prairie View A and M 65 to 44. But yeah, it's just great that Rice gets a win. But the other non conference game of interest, Middle Tennessee State, this defeats uh, SEC. You can't really call them a power, but SEC team Missouri fifty-one to forty-five. A, a great feather in the cap for Conference USA.
2: You know it was. Uh, you know Conference USA has got a couple of SEC scalps on the wall this year. Uh, you know you talk to you know you talk to some fans here in the Pine Belt, and that's all they really care about. Well, there there's you another one. Yeah, and uh, um, you know the interesting thing to me is um, you know uh, Missouri and Kentucky play this week. Really? So. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how they the game is in Columbia. Uh, I'm going to be interested to see kind of how that game plays out. I, I think Kentucky's going to win, even though they go in as a four-point dog. How are they a four-point dog? I guess they're saying that the teams are about evenly matched and the home field advantage is going to Missouri. Oh, my goodness.
1: Well, a couple of other Conference USA games of interest. Louisiana Tech uh, defeated FIU 44-24. to Western Kentucky defeated uh, Old Dominion. 59 to 24 so those two games knock out all of the teams that are undefeated in conference play at this point point. Yep. And, and i think those are games that the, the outcome was kind of anticipated we talked about it last week um you know I, I think we both fully expected louisiana tech to win as well as western kentucky then we get into the the, the game of interest in the west I, I wish this game had been on tv i would have i would have watched this especially at the end utep Defeats Texas San Antonio, the team that defeated us a few weeks back,
2: fifty-two to forty-nine in five overtimes. Wow, that was either really good or really brutal, and it could have <laughs> went either way. And I don't think there's any mi- middle ground for that, Jamie. Um, I'll be honest, man. I, I, you know, I am not surprised by that. I'm not surprised by that. I'm not on this, uh, on the bandwagon that UTSA is a great team. They may stumble their way into a bowl game. I know they beat Southern Miss and beat Southern Miss in convincing fashion, but I think it had far more to do with what Southern Miss didn't do than what UTSA did. Not surprised by that. Um, uh, I, I think there's a couple more losses on that Roadrunner schedule for them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, UTEP was, uh they, they kind of can be a little dangerous. I mean, they got
2: a, a heck of a running game. You know, I don't think there's a, there's a whole lot of difference between those two teams, honestly. I think they play 10 times. They can go either way. I guess one's got an
1: EP, the other's got an SA. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how a lot of people look at them to tell you the truth. So really, I think it was a great weekend for Conference USA football. Um, you know, especially with the non-conference wins over Army and Missouri. Uh, this week is going to be, uh, it's going to be just as interesting, I think. Uh, but it's all, it's all conference games. So we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break, as well as the Conference USA football standings and talk a little bit more about Southern Miss and Marshall. So remember, if you're tuning in uh, live on 1400 AM or 98.1 FM, we're going to have these all documented for you and archived on iTunes as well as SoundCloud and Google Play. We'll be right back with more To The Top Talk. Back again, back again. Let's talk a little bit more about uh, Conference USA. Look at the football standings right now. Um, in the East, uh, Western Kentucky is tied with FIU for first place at 3-1. and one. Then you have Middle 10 and Old Dominion sitting at 2-1. and one. It's going to be interesting to see how that shapes out the rest of the, the year uh, in the East. I mean, you know, there hasn't been too much. It's been Western Kentucky or Marshall for the past few years,
2: you know? you always kind of think Middle Tennessee's ready to make a run. And, and now really kind of should be their time with Brett Stockstill uh, at quarterback, the head coach's son. Uh, he's slinging the ball all over the yard, breaking all of their passing records. Uh, um, but for whatever reason, and, and really, you know, I hate to pile on, but it's, it's the defense there at MTSU that has let them down um for the last couple of years and no doubt
1: about it no doubt about it and then you look over to the west louisiana tech currently in the lead at three and one in conference and then southern miss and north texas are tied at two and one with uh texas san antonio losing last week that kind of uh they don't control their own destiny anymore and we do we've got louisiana tech as well as north texas coming up in the next few weeks i can't get ahead of ourselves as you say but it's great to be You know, after what we went through for those three or four years, it's really great to be back in the mix. Mm -hmm. And I think this, uh, that, that, uh, matchup against Louisiana Tech at the end of the year is, 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 it, it could very well be for not only the, uh, who wins the West, it could be for who hosts the conference
2: championship absolutely it could and you know that that is it has the potential to become one of the better rivalries that southern miss has had in a long long time it's an easy it's an easy drive between the two campuses for both southern miss and louisiana tech fans um both teams um you know right now at least for the foreseeable future look like they're going to be competitive they look like they're going to be players in the west division and um You know, it's just kind of a natural rivalry, and I think it's one that that Conference USA is wise to keep that game the last one of the season every year.
1: A couple of games this week for uh, Conference USA. Western Kentucky is taking on uh, Florida Atlantic. Uh, Western is a 21-point favorite. Uh, Middle Tennessee is taking on FIU. Middleton is a 17-point favorite. Rice versus uh, Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech is a 29-point favorite. North Texas at uh, Texas San Antonio. Uh, Texas San Antonio is a three and a half point favorite, and then of course you got Marshall at Southern Miss. Mar- the the game opened with Southern Miss being a nine point favorite, now all the way
2: up to sixteen and a half point favorites. Pretty interesting. It is. It's it's a huge swing, man. Um, you know that tells me that there's a there's a lot of big money in Vegas going in on Southern Miss. Uh and uh, interestingly enough, the last couple of games where Southern Miss dropped games to UTSA and to LSU or when those teams were coming off of bye weeks. Uh it's you know a, a team coming off a of bye week always kind of has that little extra pep. Hope we see that from the Golden Eagles this week. Most definitely. One more conference game Old Dominion at UTEP as well. Now,
1: uh some other games of note from last weekend, two in particular, two uh, of the opponents that Southern Miss faced this year. Uh Kentucky defeated Mississippi State 40 to 38.
2: Who did they defeat again?
1: Mississippi State.
2: Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure I heard that right. <laughs> and uh, I
1: believe that win puts Kentucky in uh, sole position of second place in the SEC East.
2: And they've got a great shot at getting another win this weekend. Absolutely. I hope they do.
1: And then uh, Louisiana State, 38, Mississippi 21. I'm, I'll say this. I'm so glad that we didn't face Leonard Fournette
2: last week. My goodness, that man, that is a man among boys. You know, he's such a different style than a yeah. than Darius Geis. Um, you know, both of those guys are unbelievable uh, athletes, and uh, uh, it, it's kind of a pick your poison. Do you want to get run around or run over? Yeah, absolutely he did runs he did both of
1: those very very well sometimes i like to, to talk about the uh, ncaa statistics right now where southern miss ranks we'll go through a few of these briefly right now uh given what happened with the last game still southern miss total offense 490.7 yards per game that ranks us uh, 20th in the ncaa total defense only giving up 336.3 yards 21st in total defense. So you have a team that's, you know, top 25 in total offense and total defense. Even what we've gone through the past two
2: games, that's still pretty remarkable. You know, and the other stat that if you dig a little deeper, Jamie, is you'll find the third down conversion for the defense. Southern Miss is ranked fourth in the nation. Teams are only converting their third downs against this Golden Eagle defense at a 26.8% clip which um, the other schools that, that, that are up there are uh, Ohio State, Alabama. I mean, it, it's pretty phenomenal. That's why I say the Southern Miss defense, at times, they look like one of the best defensive units in the country. And then at times you're like, well, what in the world just happened there? And the passing defense, we're only giving up uh,
1: 173.4 yards per game. And I know, I guess you have to factor in Savannah State in that. But given the big plays that have been broken, I guess just as many have been bro- been broken on the ground as they have through the air. Sure. So, But, uh, you know, I, I think that's still pretty remarkable for, for Southern Miss to, to be ranked that high, given what we've seen against uh, UTSA and Louisiana
2: State. And, and that's why Southern Miss fans should be so optimistic about the Golden Eagles um, being able to finish this season strong, much like they did a year ago.
1: Well, let's break it down. Let's, uh, let's shut it down. Uh, special thanks to Associate Athletics Director, of marketing and and communications, Kyle George. You can follow him on Twitter at KG underscore Kyle George. You can follow us on Twitter at to the top talk. You can follow me on Twitter at Jamie underscore Arrington. Keep up with my comedy at up city comedy, as well as uh, our radio stations at the score 1400 and at news radio 98.1. Also follow Lanny at Big Gold Nation. You can follow us on all of those on on Facebook as well. Next week we're going to be recapping what happened in the Marshall game and chronicling homecoming weekend. Thank you for joining us, and as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. Just kidding. Welcome back for more bonus coverage
2: of <laughs> the top talk. This is live radio, and I'm still trying to figure this thing out. Dudes, like I was telling you, man, anything can happen on live radio. That last segment will fool you at times, Jamie. I remember when we first started up um, on Pine Belt Sports Drive. I'm sitting here one afternoon doing the show. Get to that next to the last segment. Wrap it up. Sign off. Walk out and go home to four minutes of dead air.
1: Yeah, we're not. I'm not gonna leave you hanging like that, guys. And thankfully, Lanny <laughs> here to tell me. Yeah, you got one more segment. You know, we're we're changing it. We we move studios this week so we can simulcast. There's just you know, it, it's something different every week for me. I I, I need something. Uh, what what's that? That the drink that you get at the store to to boost your uh, brain? I need to eat some blueberries or something. Yeah, I don't something. Know. Well, um, we got some more we could talk about real quick. Uh, NFL action this week. Mike Thomas. I don't know if you saw this. Mike Thomas was targeted once in the back of the end zone for the Rams. Would have uh, would, wouldn't have ended the game for him if he would have caught the, if he would have been able to catch that pass in bounds. Had one foot in bounds. Then Case Keenum turns around and throws it right to a Giants defender. I mean, there was not even a receiver in the vicinity. But Mike Thomas could have been the hero of the game if Case Keenum was a little more on point. And we know how Case Keenum can get. Well, yeah. It, and, and that would be his first uh, touchdown to an offensive Southern Miss player.
2: It would be. Now, he's thrown some touchdown passes to defensive Southern Miss players. He has thrown some touchdowns to some defense. Uh, yeah, um, uh, what's
1: it? Ronnie Thornton. There you go. Ronnie Thornton, baby. Uh, Jalen Richard, I think, is his, his big kickoff return. I believe he got called back. But, you know, I watched a little bit of that game with the Raiders. Um, Jalen is. I don't think it's too long for him. If, if, if he's not incorporated more into the backfield, if they use him mainly on special teams, I think he has a good shot in the next few years
2: at being a pro bowler. You know, um, Jalen is making the most of his opportunities. Ever, ever opportunity they get, whether it's in the return game, uh, I'm just tickled to death for him because nobody deserves it more. Oh, absolutely. Ah, uh, Jamie Collins was back in action this week for the Patriots
1: uh, as they took on the Steelers. After he missed some time with a hip hip injury, good to see Jamie back. I mean, he's he's the golf all, all Pro linebacker, might be the best linebacker in the league right now, no question. Gary Thornton had two solo tackles for the uh, for the Lions as they defeat the Redskins. I believe uh, Tom Johnson had a tackle. He's getting in the mix. Kind of mm-hmm. a tough tough outing for the Vikings, but it's good to see Tom getting the attention that he's getting and getting getting some playing time. I mean, Jamie Collins. Best team in the in the uh, AFC. Tom Johnson on the best team in the NFC right now. There you go. So hopefully we'll see those guys uh, face off in the Super Bowl or whoever your favorite team is. It's probably not going to be the New Orleans Saints or the Chicago Bears. So I'm not going to cry too much about that. Like we said before, big game coming up this weekend. Southern Miss versus the Marshall Thundering Herd. Payback. It's time. They beat us five times in a row. We beat them five times. They beat us six. So we got to match it up. we got to tie it up. Look for me. I'm going to be out there talking with some of you guys. Hashtag us in your photos. Hashtag stand up for the Eagles. It's going to be a great, great, incredible weekend at The Rock. Lanny, thanks for joining me, man. Jamie, fun as always. Absolutely. And this time we're closing it down for real. I'm not coming back with another bonus segment. And as always, Southern Miss to the top talk.